0: They at this point believe that Joseph Smith is or at least will be a God. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where some people think, Oh, well, do you worship him? You know, because he yeah. he is like this God or he will become a God as God is.
1: Did you hear that Joseph Smith was gonna be at the gates of heaven with Jesus Christ?
0: I did. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Sam. And I'm Melissa. I grew up in the FLDS community. It is a polygamous group run by Warren Jeffs, and I moved out when I was 18 years old.
1: I was raised LDS, Sam and I have been married for nine years and have two awesome kiddos.
0: Yes, we do. If you would like to just tune in today by listening only, we do have our podcast available, and please don't forget to like and subscribe.
1: And we are back today with our fresh eyes on sister wives season four <laughs> for those of you who are new here we like to take the approach of looking at sister wives comparing what them growing up in polygamy versus what it was like for sam to grow up in polygamy how they practice their religion in the aub versus the flds and a little bit of the lds because that's how cody and janelle grew up so
0: yes. we really
1: focus on that
0: exactly the spiritual aspect trying to Pull the things out of their episodes, which some episodes or some seasons have a lot and others have very few. But we did find uh, some interesting points in this season four that uh, I think were very much focused on the religious aspect. And that is why they do some of the things they do.
1: Yeah. So going into season four, they're looking at the properties. Properties were a big theme throughout everything, which we'll get into later. But I feel like a lot of this season was kind of finally like peeking behind the curtain a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like the first couple seasons, you're like everyone's putting their best foot forward and you're only seeing these happy, smiling, oh, polygamy is great, polygamy is wonderful, we love it. And then obviously everybody knows like, okay, that can not be the full story. And so then there's times where right in the beginning where like Christine is talking to Robin and sharing, you know, like I'm really sorry for the way that I was acting. It didn't have to do with you, it had to do with Cody. But she's talking about all of her struggles, which were obviously happening in the first three seasons, but they're never showing it.
0: Right. Yeah. And so this is just something that we've always kind of found interesting is that even the other wives are casting the blame on Cody and and not Robin. But some other people might think and have shared that a lot of what Cody was doing was because of Robin so I can see how maybe that looks like Robin was being manipulative and was because of her that Cody was doing these things but at least in these seasons here and even in season 18 the most recent one Christine specifically has always been casting the blame on Cody and Cody alone is what it seems like even though she has no desire to have a relationship with Robin so obviously there's something going on there but
1: yeah at one point in this season she was like i would totally be friends with robin even if she wasn't my sister wife and we're like flash forward to season 18 where she says she's like even if we didn't have like kids that were still going to be a part of each other's lives like i have no interest in ever being friends with robin so obviously there's more juicy stuff that we are excited to get into we try to keep it really like as naive as possible like we're watching the season 18 but we're trying to stay in the moment with this season four trying not to get too much outside information so that we can keep it all fresh eyes on the sister wives. Yep, yes we are. The first religious thing that happened that was interesting was the Hanukkah celebration. Oh yeah. And Christine was saying that in her family growing up, now Christine grew up in the AUB, in a polygamous community, and she said that they always celebrated on December 23rd, Joseph Smith's birthday. And Joseph Smith is the founder of all Mormonism. Um, He was the very first prophet. So mainstream Mormonism, FLDS, AUB, all these polygamous offshoots of Mormonism, all obviously revere Joseph Smith. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Did you celebrate Joseph Smith's birthday?
0: Celebrate was a loose term (laughs) because celebrating birthdays in general in the FLDS wasn't really a thing. So let's just say we recognized it. We definitely all knew when his birthday was and we thought that it was so amazing that it was... Right near Christmas time and, and anyway, it was very well known throughout the house, but we didn't buy, make a cake for Joseph Smith or anything like that, if that's what you're wondering. <laughs>
1: or do any kind of extra celebration?
0: No, not not necessarily, no.
1: Neither did we in the mainstream LDS. Like, I'm trying to think. I think it was a bigger celebration, like the forming of the Relief Society's birthday mm. was a big deal. Um, but I don't remember ever once celebrating something specific that was just for, this is Joseph Smith's birthday. Were you
0: taught, were you told a lot about when his birthday was? Did you remember or know when his birthday was?
1: So when they were watching this back, I don't know if someone had asked me when was Joseph Smith's birthday. I don't know if I could have told you. Oh, wow. So even though it, I know that it got brought up in church when it was around that time, but it definitely wasn't any kind of focal point in that. Like, I don't think I would have been able to say, and I feel like I have a lot of Joseph Smith information up here. Uh and. Caring about his birthday was not one in particular.
0: Interesting. Yeah, it was definitely talked a lot about in the FLDS. And um, I think that, well, I was going to say, I think that the the breakoffs, the fundamental uh, Mormons, probably focus a little bit more attention on Joseph Smith than the, uh, in fact, I know they do. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I, when I left the FLDS church and I was first introduced to the mainstream LDS church, I found it very interesting and almost odd in my mind that they focus so much on Jesus Christ.
1: Instead of Jesus Christ.
0: Which is sad to say, right? Because they all they all claim to believe in the Savior and Jesus Christ and that they're Christian and all of that. And so going from the FLDS to the mainstream LDS church, it seemed like there was a lot more talk, a lot more pictures of Jesus Christ and that kind of thing.
1: That Where, yeah, for sure.
0: Whereas in my home, we had the the pictures of all of the F L D S prophets, which the first three were the same as the mainstream LDS church and then they took their different line of prophets. But anyway, it just yeah. was very interesting.
1: In December, I mean like I said, maybe it's because it is December twenty-third, it's his birthday, that yeah, the focus all of December, it's all about Jesus Christ and his birth and Christmas so much that yeah it wasn't it wasn't a thing in the mainstream LDS. but obviously it wasn't for how cody grew up and how janelle grew up because both of them said that they thought it was really weird and they didn't like it so christine was putting that aside obviously you know they talked about like it's important to different people to bring in certain traditions but the reason that cody and janelle didn't like it which is the same reason i'd say all mainstream mormons do not celebrate his birthday and it's because a lot of times we're accused of worshiping him. Like people think that the LDS Church worships, worships Joseph Smith and um, I'd say like revere, definitely respect. honor, respect, yeah. not worship, no, we don't ever pray to him. I've had people ask that before, like whether or not, like, do you pray to Joseph Smith? Do you do this, do you do that? No, nothing right. like that. But he's very revered and, and very looked up to, but we never worship him in that type of way. And so I think that, that to them seems like, well, if you're celebrating his birthday and celebrating the Savior's birthday like in the same week, right. that would seem like too much to most mainstream.
0: Yeah, ones. it's interesting because because of the FLDS or the Mormonism belief in general, they at this point believe that Joseph Smith is, or at least will be a God. Mm-hmm. so maybe that's where some people think oh well do you worship him you know because he yeah. he is like this god or he will become a god as god is
1: did you hear that joseph smith was going to be at the gates of heaven with jesus christ i did because i didn't i mean there are certain little things just so you know as we're doing this that like we don't have planned plan to talk about and then my mind it's is like wait a minute now, I, right? yeah like i remember hearing that and i can't remember yeah. exactly where it's from Um, So I'd have to go look up the quote, but you were taught that as well. Oh,
0: yes. The Joseph Smith would be a big part of uh, the judging and who's worthy and who did things right because he was such a big part and instrument in God's hands when it came to restoring the gospel and bringing everything back to the earth. So I don't really understand why they thought that would be necessary, but I did hear that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, and I think things like that are reasons why people outside the church are like, if you're going to put him on the same pedestal as Jesus Christ, if like their brother's sitting there at the gate of heaven, like no wonder people think that we worship him. Mm. Right. So I can see where that would come from. I can see where it would come from, even though we never considered that. Mm. Um, so that was an interesting one. And then Hanukkah celebration. We never celebrated Hanukkah, even though we always like respected it. Right. But in our mind, like we celebrated Christmas and other people celebrated Hanukkah. Um, I wouldn't have thought of trying to implement a Hanukkah tradition into our home as growing up LDS would you have yeah. ever considered that
0: <laughs> in the oh, yeah. F- in the FLDS, oh yeah
1: sorry they don't celebrate right. Christmas in the, in
0: the FLDS we did not respect Hanukkah or Christmas or any other worldly as we would call it worldly <laughs> holidays so absolutely not was, <laughs> a, was is a quick answer to that in fact uh, I mean we didn't we uh, what was the quote so one of my sisters married Rulon Jeffs, which w- was the prophet and is the father of Warren Jeffs. And so after she was married to him, we re- after, not too long after, we heard of a story that she told us that it was around Christmas time and they, the Jeffs family had to go to St. George for shopping or whatever it was. And Rulon Jeffs literally said... Whoever is coming with us, uh, if you want to come down and see the lights of hell, jump on in. Christmas
1: so, lights were called the lights of hell?
0: That, <laughs> That's what... That, that I'm just saying...
1: That hurts my heart.
0: That I res- don't like it. Not even... It wasn't one of those things where we don't celebrate Christmas, but we can respect others for doing it. No. In the FLDS, it was bad. Lights, bad. Christmas stuff, bad. Everything about it was just a bad sense in our minds.
1: How rude. I,
0: I don't think that my father necessarily taught it that way that was more church leadership that was talking about it in that light and so because of that of course we weren't allowed to celebrate it in our home but in our home it wasn't like I remember being taught that you know people that celebrate Christmas are evil anything like that that wasn't like it that wasn't the case in my home
1: Christmas lights. Someone not liking Christmas lights. I know. I know. I, there might I be some. Left, might be sna- Just for that. Just for that. Maybe, Maybe that's why we put so many Christmas lights on our house. Yeah, I
0: know. I know. It's a lot of work, and I almost fall off the roof a couple times a year, but haven't yet. Yeah. we'll we'll, we'll hope that that remains, yeah, knock on wood, we hope that that remains the the case.
1: (laughs) Yeah. On a not spiritual note, um, leaving Utah, I thought it was funny that Mary's first time skiing was in Las Vegas because we grew up in Utah and it's the same for us. The
0: first time we went skiing. The first time
1: we went skiing was actually here, same on Mount Charleston, and we always just laugh at ourselves for that. We're like, man, we were were raised in the state that has the greatest snow on earth, And we come to Nevada, and that's where we ski for the first time. So, we feel you, Mary.
0: Thankfully, you didn't pop a knee out, but you did get injured.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, it was uh, not the the most (laughs) fun experience for Melissa. uh, Yeah. I think that the boots that they gave you were definitely not... The right size
1: or something. Yeah,
0: Melissa had, like, indents in her ankles for months after that. Yeah, my shins. So...
1: Anyway... Honestly, the entire time we were watching that date with Mary and Cody, I just felt so sad for them. Because you know where they end up, and it's just like, this is so sad to see them so happy.
0: That, yeah, that was the phrase you used. It's so sad to see them so happy. Yeah. And I, I said, man, that, that sentence alone is just, oh, it just makes me sad to even have to say that. Because we know in season 18 how everything turns out. And so in season four, we're feeling like, oh, this is sad that they're so happy (laughs) because we know what's about to happen.
1: But then there was another peeking behind the curtain moment, right? Because then Christine's talking about how hard it's been for her. And she's like, well, Mary, you didn't get to do anything for your birthday or for your anniversary this last year. Yeah. So the cameras aren't showing that part of it, right? That obviously Mary and Cody were in a rougher place even then. And they're not showing. All they're showing is this great date because when we were kind of talking about it, I'm like, obviously... Anybody could come up with amazing dates if you were like, okay, a camera crew is going to come. Can you show us one amazing date night with each right. of your wives, right?
0: It's like when it's like of someone you can do that. that's never been to your hometown is coming to visit you for the first time and you want to put on a good, a good impression of your hometown and, yeah. and that, you know, you can, you can put your best foot forward and make it seem right. like all
1: the best things.
0: Yeah, exactly. So not that we've ever done that before.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: But we've heard of people doing that. I was no, kidding.
1: it's true. Like, you can come up with something. So I'm like, okay, obviously, the producers yeah. are very particular about what they want to see and what they don't want to see. Right. And seeing the struggles that Christina's having and admitting it, and then Cody bringing it up in front of the cameras, and she's like, really? Right here? Right now? So... I think we're definitely already, even just at season four, at the point where you're seeing that there's a lot of struggle and we're seeing little glimpses of it here and there behind the curtain. But overall, I think they're probably, you, they've gotta be terrified to fail on te- television.
0: Oh yeah, well, like, because since at least they claim the whole reason for starting this to begin with was to mm-hmm. shed a good light on polygamy and that it can be this amazing thing that everyone should respect and, and not look down on. Yeah. But, so you're right, even more pressure that if they fail, then, well, now what does everyone want to think about polygamy?
1: Yeah, and not everybody's relationship is bad at this point. Like, at one point, Cody and Janelle said it, their their relationship is the best that it's ever been, being in Vegas. Robin and Cody don't seem to have any issues. Mary, obviously, there's a lot more going on with infertility and going to doctors and trying mm-hmm. to decide. And um, Cody does take her to Mexico, although... To try I, to
0: make up for missing...
1: birthday and
0: anniversary on the other year, yeah. Which, it
1: seemed like the other wives were like, yeah, we understand, she missed the last two, although in the back of our heads, we're still thinking like, okay, what trip can I go on next, right? Like, how could you not think that? And and Mary even said, like, it's hard to accept gifts from your husband because you're so worried about, like, your sister-wife's feelings, and I'm like, that also makes me just sad in general, that, Mm -hmm. like, if you couldn't even enjoy and be excited for things that are exciting for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's probably pretty common, and... I would see glimpses of that growing up in my own home where the wives weren't necessarily jealous that another wife got to go do something, but the problems would come if one wife was getting to go do things more often or the things that that wife was going to do was, uh, I guess, longer or a bigger deal than the other things that the other wives were doing. So. I feel like as a polygamous husband you have to find that balance where you're giving equal attention to each wife and similar types of experiences like the first ep- the first season when Cody gives this honeymoon to Robin that was extremely long compared to the other wives right off the bat and then Robin did say which we have to admit this was kind of a a bad light on Robin for sure right from the beginning she did say I needed that
1: I needed all 11 days even though the other wives all got like two or three road trip like two or three day road trips
0: and it's not like she was going with just her and Cody and leaving no one behind she had kids of her own which of course the other wives were watching for her while she was anyway so I can see a lot of problems stemming from things like that even though the camera crew didn't make it seem like it was all that big of a deal in the moment you can start seeing things in season four creeping back up from those events that happened in the beginning where the wives are starting to talk about the jealousies and the hardships that they had, specifically in this situation, Christine.
1: Yeah, and I will say it again, I'll probably say it in every single one of our seasons, that I think it wouldn't have mattered if it was Robin or if it was anybody else. If you come in 15 years after the first three have been together and you start having children at a time when nobody else is having children and you're starting a basically a fresh family, it's going to be impossible. Like, it's just set up for disaster. Like, yeah. maybe if he married another wife, like, and there was a fifth one right after Robin and then they could, like, kind of cling and have their own family together and... You know, then when the first three wives would have left, he would have still been polygamous. Right now he's monogamous. But I just think it was a recipe for disaster because Janelle and Christine talk all the time about raising their kids together and marry. You know, like those older kids and even the group of the younger kids um, are growing up together as siblings. And, yeah, I just think it was a recipe for disaster from the beginning.
0: Yep, it is. And in most cases, I mean... Cody mentions multiple times that he knows uh, a, a lot of other polygamous guys that were divorced, and so I can do it too, or whatever his reasoning for bringing those stories up. But it seems like it's fairly common, in, you know, in situations where the wife actually has some opinions that matter to the husband. <laughs> that sounds bad, but the way I was raised, you know, it wasn't really up to the wife who they were going to marry and if they wanted to divorce. Wanted to divorce. It was all. Mm-hmm. Up oh, to, the church. to the church and they would of course say from god but yeah very different
1: yep mary's infertility journey is kind of like throughout this entire season not only about like you know they talked about it in mexico and whether or not they were going to try um in vitro whether or not they were going to try to have another baby robin did offer to be a surrogate but then when they went to the doctor it seemed like you know mary's age and eggs that was a worry they said you know they didn't want to have donor eggs I feel like, Makes sense. yeah, I. it's just a lot of, so hard, it's so hard to see, especially in, I mean, and within Mormonism in general, like family is everything, right? And you are constantly instilled in you, the importance of a family and being a mother and having children is tied a lot to your value. And I felt like they did a pretty good job, at least in front of the cameras, you know, Cody was saying like, you know that I don't value you less for not being able to have children. Um, Again, that's in front of cameras. I hope that's how he really felt and how he really treated her. But no matter what he says, just the culture in polygamy in general puts so much value on you having children that I can't even imagine how hard it would be, let alone the other things that go along with it. Like later when they're talking about having these four houses and they're all these big houses and, you know, Mary and Janelle are having this talk and, oh man, that was a tough conversation about Mary doesn't, in quotes, need A seven-bedroom house. She has one child. And, you know, in a typical, like, monogamous relationship, with one child, we would never think of getting a seven-bedroom house. Mm -hmm. Um, And that isn't reality. And it wouldn't make sense financially for most people. You know, like, there is that reality to it that Janelle is totally right. And financially, that would be hard. At the same time, because of the emotions of the fact that she wishes she could have filled all those rooms, that adds the extra emotional element of her infertility and a reminder of, like... Well, I can't have equal stake as my other sister wives because I wasn't able to offer to the family what the sister wives were, which is children. And I totally get where she's coming from. And it was just so sad, like the whole situation. I'm like, I can see both sides of it. And it's just heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, no, it's tough, too. I mean, as you're sitting there watching it, you want to say, or at least I felt like, you know, that the other wives, Janelle, is right. I guess Janelle wasn't really. The camera made it seem like it was Janelle saying it, but it was actually, she was just saying, if my kids came and asked me.
1: Like, why does she have such a big house? Yeah,
0: but honestly, I can see why that would cause some tension and maybe problems in the family, especially to someone like Janelle. Now, in season 18, we know uh, that, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it, sorry, but we know that Janelle and Mary are not not speaking. Not speaking. They're not friends. And I have to wonder if Mary's need to always have nice expensive things was part of that issue. We have a lot of seasons to catch up on to find out if that was how it all worked out. But I have to wonder because Janelle seems to be the one that's down to earth. The one that is very...
1: Financially responsible. Real,
0: very realistic. She just has a good eye for finances and what they have, what they can afford. And so if you have one of the wives over here that's just wanting to buy really big, nice houses because the other wives were getting it, but the other wives actually need the room for their kids. I can see that causing some problems to someone like uh, Janelle that is just thinking logically mm-hmm. that you don't actually need it and you're going to put a burden on the family. Right. So I can, I can see that right there kind of causing some problems.
1: And that's like the difference between, um, what's the wording like equality versus equity right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a difference. There's, there's this idea of in order for all of you to have equal things means each of you need to have cookie cutter homes no matter what. And then there's equity in saying that like, I'm going to treat you just as valuable while still giving you different things according to your needs. Yeah. Right. And I think Janelle in her mind, it's like, no, we should each, each of us being taken care of equally would be us getting our needs taken care of on a basic level. And in Mary's mind, it's, I want the same as everybody else because even though I don't have the same needs as everyone else, I want at least the same as right. everybody else in order to feel equal. And so it's just a tricky, tricky thing that's hard to watch, yeah. hard to see for sure. It was funny to watch them try to celebrate Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> I can see why the FLDS just don't celebrate it. That would a lot easier.
0: Polygamous Valentine's Day. They're um, like, it
1: was not meant for that. Cody's brother's coming down. I thought it was hilarious. Curtis at one point said or I just wrote the note, like how funny to disappoint your family with monogamy. Mm. And it just goes to show that whatever you're raised in, there's still people, most people would never think that living monogamous lives is gonna disappoint your family. And yet there are people out there where that's a disappointment to their family. Right. Just because of the way you're raised, you know, there is such different cultures. And I just thought that was funny when he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm just a disappointment to my family. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're living monogamy. <laughs>
0: The, the whole uh, Valentine's thing was kind of interesting to me because they're in this position, which to me just makes it seem like it's not a natural way to live life, polygamy. And I say that because they're in the situation where it's so awkward to show love in a group setting that they bring all of the kids into the Valentine's Day so that there doesn't have to be this awkwardness, uh, awkwardness of one man and multiple wives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: does that not say enough right then right there yeah. that that if you have to include the rest of the family because my first thought was oh he should take his wives his big happy family him and his multiple wives often do something special for valentine's day he's a polygamist he signed up for this the wife signed up for this they should be happy to go and do things if if what they say is true that they actually want this but they can't
1: no it seems like they very much want their individual monogamous relationship and just allowing him to have that with other women. It really mm-hmm. feels like, you know, and maybe it was different when they were under one roof. I don't know. Uh, we barely see that, right, in season one right. for like half of a season. It, that's it. But, yeah, it seems like each of the women actually just want their relationship with him and their children as a separate unit and entity in close proximity to the exact same relationship he has with three other people. Right. And that alone, I'm like, ooh, I don't know if polygamy is actually what you want. Like, is that really what you want? When you say sister wives, but you don't want them to be in your same house. Because there was one point, and I didn't mean this as any disrespect to Mary at all, because I totally understand where she's coming from and wanting that equal amounts of what the other wives get. But there was one point where I just looked over at Sam and I was like, how, how is there not a point where like, Mary and Robin seem to have a good relationship? Why wouldn't they be in a house together with their children, raising their children? Robin talks about how she wants a sister wife, Robin talks about how much she loves Mary. Mary talks about how much she loves all of Robin's kids like her own, how she feels like she isn't a mother figure in any of the households because she's off in her house by herself. Like, how did nobody at any point think, wow, if, and, if Robin and Mary had a house together, yeah. they would be able to function in all the ways that they talk about that they want and love, and it would be able to be, you know, Mary could be a mother figure, and Robin would have help with their kids. And the amount of kids she has and the amount of kids Mary has together would be a seven bedroom house and they'd still all have their own rooms. Like it was kind of weird to me that that was never an option, which to me makes it feel like they don't actually want to be in the sister wives lives.
0: Right. Well, and Mary mentions that she likes nice things, but she is able to take good care of them. And one of, was it Christine that said, or no, it was Robin. Robin was trying to be sweet. And say that, well, if you had more kids, then the kids might uh, damage some of your nice things, right? Yeah. She was trying to be sweet about it. But I have to wonder if one of the reasons Mary didn't want to move in with Robin or someone like or that. Or any of
1: them, yeah. Or, or any of
0: them is because she's gotten used to having her nice things and keeping them nice. And yeah. so she wanted her nice house and was very particular on how she wanted it and how she was going to keep it, right? If she is, If she's that way and has been for so many years now then now that her child is is grown up i can see why that would cause some tension and that she maybe she has set in her ways and doesn't want to move in with another one that has small kids
1: i think that's another reason too why even here without knowing what comes up ahead i think that's a huge reason why she is having such a hard time deciding if she wants to have another baby Mm -hmm. at this point because when your child is at this point 16 or so or junior in high school the idea of starting over and going through all those baby stages and all that and rearing children again you know that's you already know how much work it is And then you're watching your sister wives do it and i think she's definitely torn probably for that same reason yeah because the same reason she wouldn't want to move into somebody else's house is probably similar to the same reason why she wouldn't want a child and i don't know i can't speak for mary but I just thought it was interesting that nobody at any point thought of that. So even though in Utah they kept like glamorizing the idea, it was so nice when everyone was under one roof. It was so nice when every and then when they moved to Vegas,
0: they should have bought all four lots and, and built a whole house on it and, yeah. and called that a day. And
1: I understand now Las Vegas real estate, it's true that it's very hard to build custom homes period. It's very very hard. So, oh, they and very,
0: were they were in an HOA too, so maybe that would have been. So I guarantee the
1: rules. they wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. So it is a lot harder. But it didn't seem like it took very long before the wives were very happy with the idea of not being under one roof, mm-hmm. and that they were all wanting their separate spaces anyway. Or else, I think even the one before this cul de sac, they were like, "Oh, one sold, so we couldn't do it in three houses. That just means it's completely off the table." And I was right.
0: like,
1: "Okay, so no one's willing to like cohabitate at all, right. basically." And again, that kind of. Sheds peeking behind the curtain a little bit as to how all the relationships really are if you're not willing to actually live in the same house with any of your sisters. Yeah, it
0: definitely seems like that they are all wanting their own family. And then they have their personal and own relationship with Cody. And then they have their friends on the side that they go and spend time with that they call sister-wives. Kind of, right? Like it, yeah, it they try
1: to do business with sometimes, but they're all so different that even watching them do like the business stuff together, I'm like, oh, it's going to be rough. It
0: definitely doesn't seem like they're, the way I was raised with polygamy was all under one roof, not even like separate sides of the houses necessarily. All
1: the same kitchen.
0: We all did the same things together. Yeah, there was one, well, two big kitchens. There was multiple rooms, which the kids would, I would uh, sleep in the same room with some of my brothers that were from a different mother. And yes, that's where that saying comes from. And then <laughs> and then and then the moms would have their rooms. And anyway, so it was like one big and and then my father, I'm thinking back, would take all of the wives out sometimes together. And so it was much more of just like this tight-knit one family, multiple wives, all living together, doing everything together. Everything was done in one house and together as one family. I'm not saying that's the best way to live a life, but I'm saying that It seems a lot more like what you would consider polygamy than what they're describing as polygamy in the Sister Wife show.
1: Yeah. The last thing, which does have some religious connotations to it as well, is Logan deciding where he's going to go to college. Mm. And this is really interesting because, so Logan's choosing between SUU and UNLV. And we're familiar with both because SUU is in southern Utah, 45 minutes north of where I grew up a lot of friends that went to suu and then unlv here in las vegas where we live now much bigger and i mean we're talking 90 differences oh yeah and so when he's going and touring both of these um i thought it was interesting that the religious undertone of janelle being one saying that she's worried that she didn't teach logan enough about her faith and two that she wanted logan to go to suu because then he would be around lds kids and he even said yeah i think she wants me to go to seminary well in college it's called institute but like want she wants him to go to like lds religion classes and her and cody were kind of butting heads a little bit because he's like no that's not our faith and janelle's like well that's like that's good enough basically it's not like he gets our faith in either of these places so i'd rather have him go somewhere where he's around Mormon values because that's how Janelle was raised. Janelle was raised Mormon, uh, mainstream, LDS, and so was Cody, but Cody, I think, has more of this harsh, like, I don't want them to go and be associated with LDS people, they don't accept us, they won't accept him, and Janelle, I think, still has that softness in her heart of like, well, that's better, and he could always still choose to practice polygamy from there like she did.
0: Yeah, it's all very similar beliefs mm-hmm. that the AUB or the All Red Group, where they come from, the Kingston Group, the FLDS, the mainstream LDS Church, all of them have very similar values and views. So I can see where where Janelle is coming from in that situation, that she just wants her son to be around the kind of people that believe in similar have things. The
1: same values.
0: You know, Logan mentioned that, yeah, my mom wants me to go and do these institute or seminary classes so that I can be involved more in the Mormon church. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. For me, because I left the FLDS church, left the fundamental religion, and then went and was looking into the mainstream LDS church, I had split reactions to that. One of my parents said, Well, I mean, I wasn't able to really talk to him about this face to face, but it was a conversation I was able to have down the road. One of them was like, oh, well, hey, similar values. You know, I can see that that, and I have high respect for the leaders of the church. And the other one was like, how dare you? How dare you go from the truth to this church over here that claims to have the truth? It's very similar to ours. It's like a smack in the face that you would believe in such a thing that's so similar, but obviously controlled by Satan. You know, yeah, yeah, that's the kind of things that I was told. It's interesting to now see the same thing with Janelle and Cody with their son, that one of them is like, oh yeah, no big deal, Yeah, at least it's similar, and the other one is like, no, they don't like us, they hate us, and we don't want <laughs> to be a part of that. So anyway, I found it very interesting and similar to my experience.
1: Yeah, and I think Janelle too... When you're saying like similar values, like at SUU, it's largely LDS, so there's not going to be like drinking and partying, and I mean, not that you couldn't find those things anywhere, but oh, you could. It's good, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You could definitely still find them there, but it's going to be a lot less than what you're going to find at UNLV with mm. people who are so diverse and there's such a more diverse it. campus. Right. They are like two blocks from the strip, <laughs> so there's definitely like a whole different dynamic there, but. He did end up choosing UNLV, which is what most of the family wanted, just for him to be in close proximity, um, which is understandable. I think most parents, especially their oldest, are, like, happy if their kids stay a little closer. But it is going to be interesting to see his journey and what that looks like and whether or not they kind of regret having him close and kind of letting him be a little bit more free and see my more diversity.
0: I'm trying trying to see if he stays living in their house or if he wants to go live on his own, like on campus or something.
1: Yeah, they're definitely trying to rope him into staying in the house, and he sounds like he wants to get away, or else he's gonna get roped into the oldest brother thing right. for life, since he still has infant siblings. So he
0: has a lot of siblings. Yeah. So, but it was very interesting. the The whole season was. Uh, not a whole lot focused on religious aspects, that's why it's uh, we were able to get through it so quick, but I don't know, it's interesting to see already in Season 4 some things starting to fall apart, and I mean, just some of the looks you see some of the wives give, which they know they're on camera. So the fact that they can't hold back certain looks even on camera, you're like, oh.
1: yeah. what was Well, so- they're a couple of years in now.
0: Yeah. What was it that Cody said? Cody said something along the lines of, I want this, I want to be in these homes so badly that we are just going to give up vacations and so that we can get into these homes. And the camera quickly showed Robin's face. I don't know if y'all remember what her face looked like. but. She didn't seem to approve, and then Christine definitely vocalized that you know she, she didn't didn't, approve, didn't approve. So anyway, just interesting to see things already so quickly starting to, to take a turn.
1: Yeah. If you guys want to hear more about what it was like for Sam to grow up in polygamy or more of these reviews on Sister Wives or other shows where we can compare and contrast polygamy, the FLES, Fundamental Mormonism, Mainstream Mormonism, and all that good stuff, then please like and subscribe.
0: Yes. Thank you all so much for being here with us again. We look forward to talking with you soon.
1: Talk to you all soon.